Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out uh, to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Now I love this. In the right circumstances, fear can be beneficial. If fear causes you to be paralyzed, if it causes you to panic and then, you know, be paralyzed like it did in 2020, then that's a bad thing. Now, it depends on what you do with the fear. If in your fear, you recognize your own weakness, your own inability, and you you pray and say, Lord, look, I can't do this. I I, I need your help. I can't forgive people the way you want to forgive me or the way you do forgive me. I can't love people the way you want to love me. Lord, I got this problem, this sin. I I can't have victory of it. I need your help. Well, then it's a good thing. Fear can be a blessing when it leads you to God and when you seek the Lord for help because then you're now going to get the supernatural power of God working in your life. And quite often, that's that's the only way that we're going to have victory over the things that we face. And so in our text today, in verse 7, it says, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. See, this was good. Their fear led them to pray and to recognize, look, we need God to save us. And, you know, their fear led them to, to, to not only pray, but then when they prayed through prayer, they experienced victory. Why? Because they were seeking God. And now, what's going on here in the title of our message, Ebenezer, now God's, they're giving God the glory. God, you gave us victory. 20 years earlier, same location, same enemy. They didn't pray. They didn't ask for God for help. The result was defeat. Here in our text today, they pray. They seek God. God helped them. In verse 9, then Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord of Israel, and the Lord answered. Now as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines uh, drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, so confused them that they were overcome by Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far as Bethkar. So after they pray, then God gives them victory. And what do they do? They, they start worshiping the Lord, right? Uh, they pray, and, and as Samuel uh, is praying, then he, he starts worshiping the Lord. He gives the Lord the glory for giving them victory. And I think this is important for us as Christians to acknowledge when we pray and God gives us victory, to give the Lord the glory, right? Not to think, oh, it was me. And sometimes we think that. Every good thing comes from God. And so we need to acknowledge the good things in our life come from God. And so in verse 12, when it says, Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he called its name Ebenezer saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. And, and Samuel's acknowledging that it was God who gave him the victory, that God has always given them victory. It was God that brought them to this point, and, uh, and it's God who's going to continue to see them through. And you know, I think it's a reasonable response when God works on our behalf 
to lead us to thank him, to worship him, to acknowledge his goodness, to thank him for what he's done. That's what the Bible tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that we want to be thankful. And you just think about, uh, you know, Throughout the Bible, when God worked in people's lives, what was their response? Well, the natural response is to want to worship. It's why, for me, when I begin to understand what God has done in my life, then I want to come to church and I want to worship. Remember Noah, when he got out of the ark, after God delivered him from the flood? What was the first thing Noah did? In Genesis 8, 20, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. Noah built an altar and worshiped God. Right after God delivered him, right? That's the normal response, that we should want to give thanks to God, that we would want, should want to bless him. Remember what Moses did right after he saw the Egyptian army drowned in the Red Sea? And, and what did Moses do? He began to worship the Lord, right? He, there in Exodus 1, it says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, and he spoke, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. And that should be our response for me when we come to church. I'm excited to worship. It's so good to remember the good things that God has done in our lives because it's so easy for society to influence you to start with the woe is me and God, why'd you do this to me? When in reality, God wants us to look to him and say, Lord, if there's anything that I'm doing that's not right, Teach me, show me, help me, help me to get on the right path. Lead me in the way everlasting. Remember Joshua when he brought them across the Jordan on dry land. Remember God parted the waters. And, and uh, Joshua told them there in Joshua 4 to get 12 stones. It says Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan. And then he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time, in time to come saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know saying, Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry land. For the land your God dried up the waters, uh, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. So he's saying, look, they built these stones, they put them there as a monument, as a, a memorial to remember look, God has delivered us. He brought us through the Red Sea, He brought us through the Jordan, right? And for us, we need to think about those those monuments in our own life where God brought us those milestones where he's delivered us from whatever it was. Whatever thing you faced and you thought, I can't do this, and then you pray, and then the Lord gives you victory. And that really is the Ebenezer, right? And so in verse 12, when Samuel took the stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shand, he called its name Ebenezer, saying, the Lord, for thus far the Lord has helped us. So when you think about it in your own life, God has helped you through things, right? And it's so good to remember that. And when you think about even our church here today, you just get to come to church here and worship and hear a sermon, and you think, oh, yeah, how did that happen? Well, it was God. God provided all of it. It wasn't that we got together a bunch of people and said, okay, we're going to get a strategy, and we're going to get a plan, and then people are going to come, and people are going to get saved. We didn't do that. People come here, and they're like, whoa, how does this work? I don't know. God brings people, they get saved, right? It's just good. And really, you know, this church is a witness and a testimony to God's power. It, it, and, and, you know, the Ebenezer Stone was an illustration for us to learn from, that God has brought us all this way, and he's not going to drop you. If you feel like, well, I think God's going to give up on me. He's not going to give up on you, right? Here's the thing. God knows the future, and he doesn't pick losers. <laughs> he knows what's coming in your life. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have trials. You're going to have adversity, difficulty. But I love, the Bible tells us in Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even if I lose faith in myself, God is faithful. 
He's always there. He's going to help me. Even if I think there's no way to keep going, there's no way to do it, God is going to complete the work that he began in my life. And when you understand that God is the author and finisher of your faith, Jesus is the one who called you, saved you, started the work in your life. He's going to finish it. And what do we need to do? Well, we need to just learn the lessons from the scripture. All our part is to humble ourselves and say, God, help us. Show us the truth about ourselves. Help us to to seek you for guidance and direction. And every milestone, every breakthrough, every victory that you experience in life, you know, you need to just think, oh, that's an Ebenezer stone. And you never want to think, oh, it's because of me, right? It's God. You think it's a supernatural work that God saves people. I mean, it is mind-boggling. People ask me, Bob, how is it that you were an atheist and now you're a pastor? Well, it's just God. God saved me supernaturally, worked in my heart. He had someone just like you invite me to church. And then, you know, he spoke to me and told me what was truth and helped me to follow him. The Bible says in Galatians 3.10, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive uh, the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? See, sometimes the children of Israel got this idea that, you know, God started them as a nation, and then they kind of were like, okay, God, thanks for getting us going. We'll take it from here. We don't need you anymore, (laughs) right? And whenever they did that, it doesn't work out, right? And and so, too, sometimes as Christians, we can think that. Oh, yeah, I've been going to church for a long time. I got it. Thanks, God, for getting me started. Thanks for saving me. Thanks for giving me that hope of eternal life in heaven and all, and uh, I'll take it from here. I got it, and uh, I'll see you on Christmas and Easter. (laughs) No, I mean, right? I mean, what does the Bible say in, in John 15, 5? Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. What is he saying? He's saying that without the Lord, you cannot become the person that he wants you to be. Without Jesus in your life, without you abiding in him and him in you, that you cannot be the fruitful person that he wants you to be. You cannot accomplish the the great things that he wants you to do. God wants to do great things in your life, but you can't do it without him. And as Christians, we should never have the foolish idea to think, okay, thanks God for getting me started. I'll see you later, (laughs) whatever it is, right? Well, what happens when we do that? Well, when we don't seek him and we think we don't need him, then when we go through life and we have to make decisions about where should I work, who should I marry, where should I live, then we just make poor choice after poor choice and there's just drama and heartache and disappointment, right? But the Lord wants to give you victory. He wants you to make good choices. He wants to speak to you. He wants to direct you. And when, wherever you're at in life, whatever's going on, Lord, I got this problem or should I you know, buy this or should I start this business or should I work here? Should I work there? Should I, should I do this? Should I sell this house or buy that house? When you pray and you seek him, God knows the future. And he wants to direct you in such ways that your life is fruitful and blessed. That's what he wants for you. The Bible tells us that Jesus came that your life would be full of joy. He wants your life to be full of joy and peace and love. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, I want to follow you. And then you have to pray, Lord, show me the truth about myself. As David prayed, Lord, you know, show me, teach me. Lord, the truth about myself. Is there any wicked way in me? Lead me in the way everlasting. And you need to repent of your sin, right? And, and, and that's so important. And that isn't just for someone who first gets saved, but for all of us. When we sin against God, we need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me. That's a normal part of the Christian life. And if you're here today and you've never prayed that prayer, if you've never prayed and said, Lord, I, I, I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. Then, then you can do it today, right? And it's the best decision you will make in life. There is no other decision in life that's more important than asking Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. Because when you do that, 
then he will guide and direct you in all the other decisions you make, and it will bless your life. It will make every area of your life better, financially, relationally, spiritually, every aspect of your life. When you seek him and you invite him in, then he's going to help you, and it's going to be so much better. So if you've never invited Jesus into your life, we want to give you an opportunity to do that today. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we pray that if there's anyone here today who has not invited you in as their Lord and Savior, Lord, that they would want to do that today, that they would want to receive your forgiveness, receive your love and your grace to be made alive spiritually. And Lord, we pray for us as a church family. Lord, help us to pray that prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Help us to be people, Lord, who are in touch with reality. Lord, that without you, we can do nothing. We need you to help us, Lord. And so we thank you that all we have to do is pray, and you're you're there for us. So we thank you for the great things that you're going to do as we seek you and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will-